This is Tony West from Blacklist Union, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Yeah, we've got a pretty good uh, music scene down here. Nice. Over here or whatever. Yeah. But anyway, thank you for joining me. Let's talk about Blacklist Union. Um, yes, sir. So four records in, uh, Letters from the Psych Ward is uh, complete and ready to go. How do you feel about it now? Are you satisfied with the outcome? Uh, Letters from the Psych Ward is going to be the fifth. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm really excited about this record. It's really kick-ass. Um, the last one was called Back to Momo. Um, I wrote that with a guy named Todd Youth, who I was friends with since I was 15, who played in like with Danzig and Ace Freely, and you know he's like a hardcore punk rock legend guy, and he was my friend, and you know he passed away. We had a great writing chemistry, me and him, mm -hmm. and um, so it was very hard. I mean, first of all, after he died, you know, recovering from that, then COVID fucking happened and all that. But I had to find someone I can write write with because writing is like trying to find a wife, like you know. You got to click, you know, and um, have chemistry and all that shit. So I tried quite a few different things and then settled on writing the record with Chris Johnson, who's produced Blacklist Union since day one. Right. So, so he kind of was and, familiar with you guys. Right. Right. And, um, you know, my two biggest influences for my own style of music is are two bands, the Warrior Soul from New York City and a band called Mother Love Bone. I definitely and, have heard um, of Mother Love Bone, not uh, Warrior Soul at all. Warrior Soul is amazing, man. Like uh, early '90s New York band um, that was signed to Geffen. Uh, but you know, check out a song called "Punk and Belligerent" or "The Wasteland" by Warrior Soul, and you'll be hooked from that moment on. Really, I'm originally yeah. from New York. In fact, I was there yeah. in the '90s. It just doesn't ring a bell, but I have to check, take a look at it for sure. They're around like. You know, Warrior Soul, Circus of Power, like that whole. Is that right? Genre. I'm like Spread Eagle. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, because yeah. I definitely yeah. know them. But so, what's been the response to uh, the single so far, or the record? I mean, we have you know, so Letters from the Psych Ward is actually our second single. The first single uh, was called The Queen of Everything, and then Letters from the Psych Ward. Uh, um, but the response has been really, really good. Um, you know, I, you know, I grew. I'm so influenced by punk rock and like up tempo shit um, that you know my like I thought we should lead with letters from the psych war because it's like in your face and you know like up tempo. Um, but my manager and our team had other ideas, and we led with the Queen of Everything, which was cool because um, it's more of a I don't know. It, it's definitely not up tempo. You know, it's it's a great song, but definitely not yeah, as I'm impressive really, either. Right. Yeah, and it, I'm really happy with the response. And I think it was a call on their part because we've been away for so long and the queen of everything was a good introduction. And then like, it's like the one-two punch, you know what I mean? Right. Letters from the cycle where yeah, it came in with that. So, What is your writing process? I know you said you write with your, your producer. Are you guys like writing together in the studio or are you kind of taking advantage of technology and bouncing stuff back and forth? 
You know, I, I've done both. Um, you know, at this point, you know, I live in LA, so like, I really don't want to fucking drive anywhere ever because the traffic, you know, at least in New York, you know, we had like trains and shit. Right. Um, but here, man, it's just, you know, so most of it's done, you know, check this out, you know, kind of deal. I wrote this piece of music, you know, and then I'll write melodies and lyrics and, um, you know, we go back and forth. Um, me and Todd, you know, we did that shit like at his house, like old school, like, you know, style. And, but, you know, with Todd, we were just made like that. We were, we were made like that. And, you know, you have to evolve with the times, unfortunately, the fucking, you know, social media, the internet, like it's a sign of the times, like whether we like it or not, like we have to deal with it, you know, so. Right. You got to wear a ton of different hats, but I think. Yeah. And maybe maybe you think differently, but I think when you do it, like you just said, you and Todd do kind of together, there's a certain kind of magic or chemistry that is very more organic and maybe even more real. Right. I mean, you know, I agree. Um, But like to get the wheels turning, you know, going back and forth uh, via the Internet is cool. And then like you get your ideas, you know, the musicians have their ideas. Then you go into a room and start playing it that, you know, that's all that's pre-production, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. Then it takes on its own form and that organic thing happens. Yeah, because you get the sways and the ebbs and flows. And I talk to a lot of bands and a lot of them don't do that. And I think. A lot of times you can tell because it's yeah too quantized, too sterile, too. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and you know, we we have two bonus tracks on this record, um, actually, uh, that I recorded with Xander from the Circle Jerks and DH Peligro from the Dead Kennedys. who just passed away, right? And you know, DH is a very dear friend of mine, and so is Xander. Um, but you know, like with DH, like you know he never played to a click, you know what I mean? So right. it, it, it creates that. And his meter was, you know, exceptional, but, you know, even with the, with the tracks with DH not playing, a click, like it, 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 there's room to breathe and shit. You know what I mean? Yes. It's like, it's hard to explain. Uh, no, but I think but you can the, hear it. Yeah. 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 I think so too. Yeah. So, um, Tell me about Crew Fest. I was just doing some research on you guys are playing that on, was that July something? July 29th? June 29th? Yeah, uh, July 29th. That's, it's our first get back in front of our home crowd. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, the whiskey is, you know, always, we always do very well there. And um, the Crew Fest thing is uh, something I've done sporadically over the years. You know, they always invite us back. Um, you know, we do really well there. Uh, you just do a couple crew songs is I'm, I'm guessing that's what it is no there's no crew songs for us um but uh it's just called the crew fest the, oh, okay. the um i think a lot of the proceeds go to the sky neil neil foundation you know gotcha. uh so it's for kids with cancer and you know right i've lost a lot of friends from cancer actually cousin when i was a kid so i have a soft spot in my heart for that kind sure. of stuff so when you're writing when you're writing lyrics and i know it's rock and roll and it's everyone's got their own perception but are you writing with like a sort of takeaway or a message you want your fans to walk away from or walk away with? yeah man you know so i consider myself a wordsmith you know and i've always been you know uh, like 
lyrics are so important. I was the kid, man. Like my life was shaped by music. You know, even my, you know, a lot of punk rock stuff taught me about what's up with the government and all that kind of shit. Like, um, but you know, lyrics are very important to me. And 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 every single Blacklist Union song, like you can name one, and it's all a real life experience. And the, a lot of the, the songs on the Letters from the Psych Ward record, um, after Todd died, I went to the Amazon jungle in Peru with the Shipibo Indians and did ayahuasca five times. Oh, wow. And it was this life-changing, deep ass. I mean, you can't get any more deep than that. So a lot of these songs are about that. And, um, you know, healing, you know, uh, and it, it's so, you know, the queen of everything is about, you know, the love I have for my wife, you know, uh, letters from the psych ward, like, you know, many times we've all fucking felt like we're losing our minds just dealing right. with life and, um, dirty halos and other, it's going to be our next single and dirty halos about, you know, the plethora of friends I've lost and that it's okay to be a little fucked up and tainted. Like, cause we all are, you know what I mean? And it's right. like, I don't mind your dirty halo is, is the chorus. And I mean, every single one of our songs has meaning. Like, I, and I take pride on that because it's not some surface ass shit that's like, oh, this sounds cool, you know? Right. Way deeper, man. Way deeper. Do you ever feel then that you've put too much of yourself into a song and you're too vulnerable? No, man. You know, um, in fact, you know, I think i got my job as an artist is to make myself vulnerable because you know so many times over the years i was like because of the business of the music business i'm like fuck this i'm quitting you know and and then I get a message from someone like your song helped me do the death of my loved one or you know your song was played at you know this person's funeral or this helped me get through this or whatever it is like it's funny the timing of those messages because they happen when I'm like about to say fuck this, you know, and keep it going then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what was it like in the jungles then? Was it? I know you said it was a life changing experience, but how did it come about? And what was it like? So you know, I grew up in the fucking Bronx, dude. Like you know, like in New York City. Like right. it's so I'm from Long Island, Island, but I know where you're at, right? Yeah, yeah. I got family, a lot of family in Long Island, and um. So, you know, at night it was like me and my wife were in there and I, cause I grew up in the Bronx. I'd be like, what the fuck was that noise? You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, and, um, I mean, the mosquitoes were motherfucker. Um, you know, like we had a big, huge, uh, like, I don't know, like huge pail. Like it was almost like the way I grew up, like it was like a trash can of fresh water they put in. So like we would have to pour a bowl over ourselves and and bathe that way, um, but you know there was no fucking technology at all, which was such a nice thing, man. Because you know, I mean, we get so there's so many distractions nowadays. Yes, but but there. Man, it was like back to basics and like nature and spirituality, man. Um, you know, it was a life-changing experience. And, and it came about because, um, you know, I started getting uh, hip to plant medicines through this tattoo artist friend of mine from New York named Jonathan Shaw, who's this legendary tattoo artist. 
And he introduced me to it and I started doing research about it, which is why I went to where I went because that's where it came from. Um, and then when Todd died, I was like, I can't let another death destroy me because that shit has destroyed me. You know, I've lost my first, I lost my girlfriend, my first wife. Like so many of our songs are about, right. You know, those things. And, um, I just couldn't let it destroy me. And I needed to, I needed some tangible proof that there was something else besides this plane of existence, you know? And, um, I definitely got that from ayahuasca. So was it a very, I, I'm, I know I'm off topic here, but I'm interested. Was it yeah. a very controlled sort of, uh, environment? So, I mean, you know, I mean, we're in the Amazon jungle of Peru with the Indians, like there's not much control. Uh, however, these Indians were very wise and spiritual. And we were in this, like a hut, which was called like a Maloka. And, you know, they supervised it and stuff, but I mean, very dude, well like, Oh yeah. They're great people. You know, it's funny. Cause you know, I don't know how they found this out, but when I was walking through the village to get to the, where we had to go, cause we had to take a couple of boats and all this. And so, uh, the one I was walking through, which was the Indians village, um, that where we had to take a second boat to where we went in the jungle this kid looked at me and was like Rambo, like, and they started calling me Rambo the whole fucking time I was there. I guess you know they have like these old movies they watch, and right? Shit. Um, but they were very beautiful, beautiful people, man. You know, like brought me back to the source and shit that I lost sight of. You know, chasing my dreams or like being caught up in technology or you know living in the cities and shit, like you know. Right. It, it really, really, I mean, honestly, I, I think it, I mean, it healed me so deeply, man. And, and it saved my life. Man. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. What does, uh, what do you have planned for Blacklist Union? Are you uh, planning on hitting the road? I know the, the game has changed and it's quite expensive and logistics are hard, but I'm just curious what you're planning. I mean, we love, we love to play live, you know, um, we'd like to do direct support for someone, you know, I'm friends with the guys in Buck Cherry and Steel Panther. And, you know, we perfect for that crowd. Um, right. you know, uh, I don't want to go out by myself. I've done that, um, in a very hit and miss. I mean, uh, and then we're working on finally getting to Europe, uh, in the UK and South America, um, because I think primarily that's where our market is because we're more of like turbo Negro backyard babies, like that kind of vibe, you know? Right. So, and there's definitely a market down in South America for that kind of music for sure. I think they go, they're pretty rabid for it down there. Hell yeah. I mean, the Ramones are like the Beatles down there and shit. You know? Really? I didn't realize yeah. that, but interesting. Oh yeah. 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 The Ramones are like gods down there. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. So taking it back to the songwriting process for a second, when you're writing, are you writing the song like how it's going to come across on stage or how the message is going to come across? Or are you writing a song for the song's sake and then worrying about adapting it to the stage? I mean, all of that is always in, in, in the equation for me. Um, you know, I write songs because I love songs. So I, I you know, from a listener's standpoint, um, but also, you know, the, the live thing is very important to me. Um, you know, we have this song called out on a Jones, which is like, 
you know, it's his second going to be the second track on Letters from the Psych Ward. I mean, it's so like in your face, GBH. I'm like, how the fuck am I going to sing this shit live? Like, this is not. But you know, I always do. But like, and I, and I always try to write where you have to bring your A game. Like, there's no bringing your B game to these songs. Like, you got to know, be on on your shit, on your toes with these. And I, I like to write like that as well. Because if you see us live, like, you know, I, I when I see a band live, I want to walk around, uh, walk away saying, wow, you know, and and that's what I'd bring to the table, you know. So. Okay. So what do you have planned then next? I mean, you said you've got some European dates. What's uh what's on the agenda besides the July crew fest? I mean, you know, we're just, we're getting everything set up, you know, this is a whole process of stuff you got to fucking do as you, I'm sure you know. And yeah, the music getting, business has changed over the last 20 years, huh? Yeah. I mean, the, the, all the prepping and then the fucking, you know, videos and the views and the social media and the merch and like all of it, you know, and it's solidifying the live, the live lineup and, you know, all that kind of shit. It's so much work, you know? Um, from beginning to end, I was asked recently, like, you know, how long does it take from, you know, starting to write a record to actually that you're on tour? I'm like, I'm like, if you could do that within a year, like you're, you're ahead of the game. Right. Most people I talk to are two and three years out from. Yeah, it it is. It's a two or three year process usually. Um, but like I said, if you could do it in a year, man, you're kicking ass. Even two years, two years is a pretty good. Right. No. Yeah. Are you one of those guys that is always writing or do you set aside time to write after the cycle? You know, I'm always writing uh, lyrics. That's for sure. Um, I have a backlog of lyrics. Um, it's funny because some of them are from when I was a kid. I'm like, yeah, you know, I've outgrown that, but you know, I have so many different words that like, you know, I can go through things and like highlight the lines that are kind of you know, relevant now to what I'm the story I'm telling or whatever. So, I mean, songwriting is definitely my favorite thing. And man, you know, I have friends that have sold millions of records and some of them can't write a song. I'm like, what the hell? You know, how did, how did you sell this many records? You know? Right. So, and it's interesting. Yeah. So that brings me to the end of my questions. Did I miss anything you want to cover? I mean, no, I mean, you could find us, you know, we're not hard to find. If I, I could tell you that, you know, a lot of people that love rock and roll, like people still don't know about us. There's a lot of people that don't know about us. Right. Um, but we're not hard to find, you know, at blacklistunion.com. You can Google us. You know, we have four records of, of full length records of music. Um, and our fifth is coming out. And, and I can tell you that if you're really a fan of rock and roll, like Blacklist Union delivers hard. Awesome. Tony, thank you for taking the time, my friend. I appreciate it. Yeah, nice chatting with you, bro. Good luck with the record. All right, take care. Be well. All right, bye-bye. Hey, this is Aaron from No Simple Road. I'm inviting you to come hang out with Apple, Mel, and I as we talk with the musicians, artists, chefs, authors, and beyond from the world that turns us on. We're reaching into the improvisational music scene, the psychedelic culture, the festival world, and getting to know what makes the people tick that create those scenes. Come join us on the long, strange trip over at No Simple Road.